now a shorthanded chance. Yenmark down the middle, scores! Matias Yenmark, shorthanded goal! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Puck comes out high, Watt gets the puck, off to the races, into the zone, the righty, right circle, backhander, he scores! What a move! Nicholas Watt gets the Knights back in the lead! is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... What a day around the Vegas Golden Knights and in the hockey world with the Stanley Cup final about to start between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. But uh, we will put that on the back burner for the next little bit as uh, I'm proud to uh, tell everybody that Bruce Cassidy has arrived in Vegas, and I got a chance to talk to him just uh, a couple of minutes ago, and I'll bring you that interview uh, shortly. But uh, he's uh, he's been whisked around, he's met everybody, and uh, he's talked to a couple of players uh, already, and it's uh, it's happening. Uh, a whirlwind uh, since uh, he was informed of uh, the Boston Bruins decision, and now he's taking over the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, he's truly met everybody, Darren. He got to spend a little bit of time with you today, so that is yep. is is right there on the money. It tracks for sure a bucket uh, list. The the most important people within the organization that Bruce needs to meet. It's certainly you, Darren Millard. But uh, it's it's good to to kind of get you know this this next chapter, this next aspect, um, kind of moving in the right direction. Obviously, we'll we'll hear from Bruce here on the program today. We'll also hear from Bruce tomorrow when he is uh, introduced to the media here in, in Las Vegas, but it's going to be a really fun and interesting 24 to 48 hours here as we look to the next chapter for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I uh, love it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it and can't wait to uh, bring it to you as uh, we uh, dive into uh, the next chapter, which is Bruce Cassidy, and that is going to be uh, fun. Uh some of the things that we talked about yesterday uh, about uh, his coaching style and uh, about mm. the, the quick transition from one job to the next. Uh, what uh, is in store from the Vegas Golden Knights standpoint that, uh, that uh, he looked uh, to to try and uh, cross off several things on his list uh, that made this job so uh, appealing. Uh, a few different things that uh, that uh, that we uh, discussed, uh, including some uh, things that he stands by uh, as a coach and some non-negotiables that he puts in place. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to bringing that to you. But uh, but as far as uh, as as the coaching style and and what he's he's done, you'll you'll see a lot of the same things uh, from Bruce. Uh, that uh, that you wis- witnessed in Boston, but uh, mm-hmm. the the overwhelming uh, feeling that I that I got from our conversation is he is looking to win the Stanley Cup next year. Well, that's good because that's the goal I think of the Vegas Golden Knights organization, right? Like I, I 
you know that this is a team that is not happy with the fact that they missed the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. And all the pieces are here right now with this team to go on a run next year. So it's all about proving this year as the fluke, proving this year as the outlier, and moving forward and trying to win next season. And we also have Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, Avalanche and Lightning as we get closer and closer. uh, Excitement ramps up. You also have Bill Daly and Gary Bettman the Deputy Commissioner and the Commissioner of the uh, National Hockey League holding their uh, State of the League address, and uh, news always comes out uh, from that. So uh, plenty to uh, discuss uh, on one-timers. One thing that uh, that has already been reported, uh, just uh, from uh, a functional point of view, is when teams win the Stanley Cup, every player gets it uh, for a day, your day with the Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the league has come out and said already... Uh, that it will not go to Belarus or Russia this summer for hmm. obvious reasons. So that uh, that has already been uh, drawn in the uh, in the sand as far as uh, as players from those uh, respective countries that uh, would like to, because uh, we we know uh, that it's been difficult to to get your day with the cup uh, in a traditional uh, point of view uh, at home. Uh, the last couple of years. Uh, that will not happen if you're Russian or you're Belarusian. Yeah, and, and that's, to me, the, the appropriate response from the NHL, and it's it's unfortunate for a number of different reasons, but the fact of the matter is I think that it's it's right on the money from Gary Bettman to, to make that proclamation right now. Uh, just don't want to clarify a couple of things. Uh, there's some audio issues. Uh, Chapman, I'm trying to text with you, but I'm not uh, not hearing back. Uh are we okay to continue the show, or should we take a break? No, I think we're fine for yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for now, you're, what you're expecting something <laughs> well, to change well, later. No, I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying is, we 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 can continue, <laughs> and then when we're playing the interview of Bruce, we can reset and and go from there. So it's functional right now. It is functional. Yes, I got a text message from a buddy who's driving. He said he's listening to it, and he could hear a little bit of an echo. So, so does the echo continue? As of now, it's not. So okay, yeah, uh, that that that's positive. Because the last text I got from you was, <laughs> I, "I wish I knew," and that was a, yeah. a very ambiguous answer as to whether or not we were good to continue. Don't you love it, people? Uh, when we have to sort this stuff right out on the air uh, in front of you uh, as we continue. Mm-hmm. But I wish I knew wasn't really a, yeah, a yay or a nay. I'm not I'm not a tech guy, so you know I, I But show you do up, have ears. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. You don't Ch- need to be Chapman, a how are you not a tech guy when yeah. your job involves technology? <laughs> I mean some technology I'm good at, but like when it comes to the board and you know understanding what, what causes what to happen, I show up, I, I turn the buttons on and but nothing's changed on my end, so I, I, I don't know why we're, we're, we're having the issue. But Okay. Uh, I just wanted to make sure because I didn't want to throw to the interview and not have everybody be able to hear said interview with Bruce Cassidy, who landed in Vegas today and uh, will meet with the uh, media tomorrow morning, be introduced uh, along with Kelly McCrimmon uh, at the uh, the head of the media room, uh, the general manager and the new coach uh, side-by-side uh, discussing this next uh, chapter. But today we were lucky enough uh, to have a couple of minutes where we could uh, 
pull uh, Bruce aside and uh, just uh, ask him a couple of things that, that we talked about yesterday between uh, philosophy, between what it's been like over the last uh, few days for him uh, to uh, being able to reset your goal and why Vegas is that team that he has uh, latched onto and uh, Vegas has uh, connected with to try and complete that uh, wish of a Stanley Cup in Las Vegas. So here is my conversation with Bruce Cassidy on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What have the last seven days been like? Uh, hectic, interesting, yeah. uh, highs and or lows and highs is the way I should put it. <clears throat> so you worked through that process. When was the first time your phone rang to move on, like the next step? Uh, Tuesday. Uh, that fast yeah yeah it was that's why i said it was interesting because as i said you're kind of licking your wounds a little bit and talking to the family and all of a sudden phone rings and there's some interest and and uh for me i wanted to coach right away right away i'm too young and i wanted to get back at it immediately you just don't know how it's going to work out everyone says oh you know you'll find a job right away well how do you know right so but uh you know there was interest right away and here we are you didn't hesitate with that did anybody reach out to you and say, hey, take some time? No, no. They're, you know, different advice from different people about ownership or, or not just the roster or, or don't worry, you know, don't just pick a city, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because everyone has their opinion. And um, I, I think I'm old enough to know now, you know, it's a fit for me. What fit? Who, you know, for me, who's ready to win? It's the first thing I thought of. And and fortunate enough, Vegas was one of those teams that fits that category, and I was fortunate enough that they were, uh, I was on their kind of radar, so it would be a great marriage. <clears throat> what do you like about the roster that you're joining? Uh, they've got some guys that have won the Cup, so when your expectation is to do that, it certainly helps to have guys that have been there. Um, I like the fact that there's a mix of veteran guys, there's you know young guys, and, and then those middle-aged guys that have been in the league and established. So uh, solid at every position. Um, big question mark from last year, obviously, was the health. And, you know, you you know, with the summer to, to sort of get yourself ready to go get healthy, that's the next thing that excites me. I think guys will be excited. Sometimes, you know, the start of the year, you're a veteran team. You know, you got to push a little. But I, I believe this group will be ready right from the get-go because of some of the injuries and, and, uh, and a longer summer. When do you start reaching out to players? Uh, I have reached out to a couple. Um, we're going to tidy up a few things here, um, and it'll be immediate uh, before I leave. And then once I'm gone, whoever's um, away, then you know, phone, FaceTime, whatever. Uh, Jack, I'll see in in Boston. He's back now, so I'll be back. So it's kind of whatever works for for everybody. But no, right away. What's the conversation with Petrangelo like? Uh, for him, it was style of play. Um, where he thought the team was because he's been on a Stanley Cup champion. I don't mean to bring that up, but I sort of angled it that way. No, no, it's, uh, you know, the stuff that's personal is personal, but to yeah. talk about the team um, was more or less along those lines. Um, a little bit, you know, what did you what'd you need a little more of what really went well? And because, I, I you know, listen, I respect the, the, the players' opinions. They're the ones that play. I have a, a, an idea how I want to play. Uh, there's certain non-negotiables, Darren, that I think every coach has. And <clears throat> other times you got to be a little more flexible to, to what's going on with the, the players in the room. So we're going to try to manage those two. So how do you describe yourself as a coach? Well, I think uh, I hold people accountable. 
Um, I also believe in uh, creativity for the guys that have it. It's always finding, you know, who's going to get a little more rope, who isn't. Um, I value the defensive side of the pucks. I think you can't win without it. Um, yet I, 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 I believe in the structure away from the puck so that you can get it back and get on the attack, right? I mean, that's, that's more enjoyable. That's how you score. Um, but it can't be at the cost of really just being on your own page. So, you know, you know, I believe in that part of it, accountability to one another, team toughness, team togetherness, playing for the crest, not the name on the back. Um, and I think we've done a good job with that in the past in Boston, and, and that's something that is definitely a, a trait here that we want to continue to build on. Can you share any of those non-negotiables? Yeah, there will be shift length. Uh, there will be puck management at certain times of the game. Um, and there will be returning to D-zone coverage, um, or returning to D-zone and, and, and doing your job there at the appropriate pace. By that, I mean there's no kind of, you know, we're reloading hard. I they just think that that's something everybody is capable of doing. Um, the other one, I wouldn't call them non-negotiables, but they're things that, I, for me, they are that you build in is, is, is your pace of your game, you know, and being relentless to get pucks back. I just think that that's today's game, and, and we will have those elements in our game. So doggedness? Yeah, I would say, like, we're not going to sit back and be passive and, and let teams dictate the, the pace of the game and how the game is going to be played. Some games are on your heel, in, heels, inevitable, but we want to be on our toes and put, and, and, and doing putting teams under a little bit of dress, putting them on their heels. They're reacting to us. So that's the way we'd like to play. Um, and, and to do that, you, you need a fitness level. That's good. As I said, shift length. If you're out there too long, you're not going to be able to, to play with that pace. And then I believe in, in four lines. Uh, now, some of that, again, let's see what we have, uh, how much the minutes get distributed will depend a little bit on that. Um, and I think that's where player buy-in um, is important, that they recognize that for the good of the team, you, you, you might get a minute or two less than you're used to, but if, you know, if, if, if we're functioning better as a group, you know, that's, that's, that's what's best for everybody. People listening right now will be wondering, they haven't grown up with the game, uh, perhaps, what is the shift length of a National Hockey Leaguer? Well, let's, you know, if you're over 45 seconds, uh, you're starting to get in trouble. Um, you're probably thinking of getting, you know, between 35, 40, 42 seconds, you're thinking of getting off. If you're stuck in your end, well, I mean, that's, that happens. But on an ordinary course of play, um, that, that's what it should be. I just, it's, it's too hard to recover. Uh, and if you're out there up to a minute, then it probably means you're not, you know, you're not playing with pace uh, for the whole shift. Uh, now, are we just going to be flying around without thinking? No, but we want to build in, like I said, our structure, uh, you know, uh, relentless, you know, kind of pursuit of the puck. You hear that a lot. Um, I believe in that. Um, and and you're just not going to be able to do it if you're out there too long. And, and, and that's something players have to understand because some players are used to being out there a little longer. They want to make something happen every shift. So, again, that's a... That's up to the coach to, to, to sort of sell that, you know, that that's not the way to be successful, I don't believe. Do you like the way the game is right now with all the goals being scored? Um, well, when I, you know, when I saw Calgary beat Edmonton 9-6 early in the playoffs, I thought, did someone just drop me back into 1986? Or, um, but I think it kind of it, it corrected itself along the way a little bit. Um, and yes, I, I like to see goals scored, uh, not going in my net, um, but 
I, I think it, it'll sort of square itself away. Even Tampa and, and Colorado, I believe that they got uh, Tampa knows how to check really well. Uh, they've shown it over the years when they've won their cups. Uh, they they know how to play the right way when it matters without losing their, you know their, you know their offensive flair. Colorado, I, I think, is getting there this year, watching them in the playoffs. So this will be probably their stiffest test. Uh, you know, I think I'm stating the obvious when you're playing the defending champs two time. Um, so it'll be a great series to watch. And I guess it, it's a little bit to me of that offensive versus now a, a battle tested. You don't think of Tampa as it's a defensive team in general. No. I've seen them grow into that firsthand where they can really yeah, shut you down. This is different than you know? two years ago, right? So they, yes, and they can, you know, they've got the goalie, they've got the big guys in the back end, and they've been there and done it. And eventually got there with the Rangers. That's how they had to beat them. And um, so I think it's a little bit of Tampa being a little more, um, uh, you know, sort of been down the road defensively. That's been Colorado's a little bit of their Achilles heel to get to that place. And I think they're, they've taken some really good steps. So um, to me, it's, uh, you know, it made, made the best team win. Do you feel pressure to win a cup? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, I felt it in Boston. Uh, one of the attractions is this market is there's pressure to win. Uh, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, you, you have to have the realistically have the team to do it. And I believe Vegas falls into that category. Um, they were, you know, they were there their first year. They've been close a couple of years. So, um, yes, I believe that to me, working in that type of market is, is way better than maybe being in a market where there's no pressure, no expectations. I, I, I think you can get complacent really quick in those type of markets. Uh, where's your Jack Adams award? It is, um, in the, uh, a, a case and we have a beach house on, in Cape Cod. So I put it down there. And kind of the family playroom area, and um, so when I'm down there, I can take a peek at it. <laughs> Is what, what did that award mean to you? Um, listen, individual awards are what they are. Yeah. To me, the Jack Adams is the most reflective of the whole organization, right? I just happen to be the, you know, the 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 guy that that, that gets it. I think it goes scouts that get the players, pro scouts, the management that, you know, uh, you know, fills your roster, Biden by the cap, and then the players performing on the ice. So, um, yeah, I mean, you have to coach well, but in general, I think that's one of the it's a the most uh, that and the Jennings are probably the the biggest two team awards. So. It's great to win it. It's an honor, um, but I'm after the team awards. When do you think your head stops spinning? Or, or uh, I assume that it is. Maybe it is. It's not. Oh, no, absolutely it is. You know, you, you got the professional side of it. Meeting, a, a, you know, listen, I, this has been unbelievable my first few hours here. The hospitality, meeting the, the business side, the, uh, the scouts are meeting in there. Um, you know the medical team going through their PR so a lot's happening in a hurry but I love it um, so it won't stop spinning for a while because we've got to sit down with hockey ops now sort through you know with Kelly the roster you know every team uh, undergoes changes the staff you know how are we going to address that so there'll be a lot going on all summer then you get the personal side um, you know, with Julie and, and, and uh, going through schools for the kids, our house for sale in Winchester, um, looking for houses here. So there's a lot going on. Whereas typically in the summer, your feet are up, yeah. you're playing golf or you're, you know, you're, 
uh, swimming with the kids or, you know, whatever. You're, you're really not stressing out too much. I think coaches' minds are always on the move a little bit, but um, in the summer, it's usually, you know, you, you, you can check out a little bit. Uh, uh, that's the one time of year. Get a pool. Yeah. I, I've already been, that's already been uh, instructed to me by, <laughs> by, by the family. So uh, that's, uh, that's checked off. Uh, thanks for doing this, pal. Yeah, no problem, Darren. Appreciate it. Uh, fun conversation. Just a little <laughs> bit of a, a primer ahead of the introduction of Bruce Cassidy tomorrow morning, uh, who will be alongside uh, General Manager Kelly McCrimmon as uh, the Vegas Golden Knights unveil the third coaching franchise history. And the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas has the uh, the first interview with the coach. Yeah, it was it was fun. Um, well done there, Darren. I, listen, I, I think that there's a lot that Golden Knights fans should be excited about when you hear some of the responses there from from Bruce Cassidy. The idea of of trying to push pace. I, I think that you know you you start to go back to the first couple of years for the Vegas Golden Knights and the speed with which they played, I think that you start to hear about wanting to dictate that pace and put other teams on their heels. That's uh, an interesting asset that I think will really sit well for a lot of Golden Knights fans who are, are looking forward to an exciting product on the ice. Uh, I liked his non-negotiables too, uh, sharing uh-huh. that with us yeah. uh, on what he has to get for buy-in from the players. Mm. Yeah. No, it it was, I mean, it all makes a lot of sense, right? Like if everything that you're doing is kind of predicated on trying to play with the appropriate intensity, there is a certain amount of of energy that you have to give on a shift by shift basis. So the understanding of uh, shift length and and your follow-up to to kind of go a little bit further in depth on that, it, it really shed some light for fans to understand why it's so important that guys are out there for 40 or 45 seconds as opposed to 55, 60 and over a minute. So uh, I, I love that detail. I love the the idea of of kind of turning things over a little bit quicker, a little bit faster. Um, it, 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 it's really exciting to kind of get a, a different or fresh perspective on a team that you know has all the tools to win. And we think of these people as uh, just stars and people that are on another level in in multiple different ways because we see them running national hockey league benches or uh playing 20 minutes a night and uh, and everything's uh, running along smoothly and then bruce walks you through what the last eight days have been like and you get uh, <laughs> a, a much more personable and relatable uh side to somebody like uh Bruce Cassidy, who's got that Jack Adams award and has been to a Stanley Cup final and uh, coached an original six team for so long. Yeah, I, I think one of the, the, the most interesting aspects was just, frankly, what's the next thing, right? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too young to kind of wait around. Like, I, he wanted to get right back into it. And, of course, we all knew on, on a very basic level that it would not be long before Bruce Cassidy had another coaching job in the NHL. But it's really interesting to kind of hear him talk about that aspect of it. Like, okay, let me get right back out there. And, of course, everyone says that you'll have a job, but it's another thing to, to actually get that next job. So um, I, I thought that was a really interesting aspect of, of his interview, as well as the pressure to win that that to me was everything you want to hear from a head coach coming to a team with a lot of expectations Uh, he has talked about wanting to see 
his name on the Stanley Cup, like completing mm-hmm. that journey. And it is a huge part about Bruce Cassidy as a head coach and a hockey person. Yeah, I mean, motivation is certainly there. And, and the idea of drawing yourself to markets with those expectations, that gives you an idea of the confidence level Bruce has in not just his his coaching package, but how he feels he can get the most out of players. Like there are a lot of times you're going to be in a situation in life where you're good to just be one of two or three, one of four or five. But what I get from Bruce Cassidy here is he wants to be the best. He wants to seek out the opportunities that are going to bring out the best in him so that he can then impart and bring out the best of all of his players. And keep in mind, we're just a little over 24 hours into uh, him being named head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. He's here, flown across the country. Uh, uh, that's not transformational, but it's fast. Uh, he's already started talking to players. That's not mm-hmm. uh, enlightening, but it's fast. And he talks about uh, meeting uh, the the scouts uh, in, in town for the amateur draft and getting set uh, for that uh, part of it, but also sitting down with uh, with Kelly McCrimmon uh, to put a staff together and uh, and uh, philosophize over the uh, the roster. Like the, the conversations with the players and being here on the ground, that's really occurred quickly. And and I think a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that there's other avenues that are going to, to require some time for, for Bruce Cassidy to get settled in and comfortable. Like, you know, you, you talked about it there with him at the end is that, you know, there's logistics, there's selling of homes, there's seeking out schools. There's a lot of different things that come along with making this change right now over the course of the summer that, you know, if you're able to kind of bridge those gaps and meet players where they are and find different ways to to get that initial line of communication open, I think it sets up the groundwork for what you, you have to come later on in, in, in training camp. And it doesn't really surprise me all that much that Bruce Cassidy got on it right away because he just seems like one of those guys that does everything right in order to be successful. What's your takeaway from hearing him as the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights for the first time? Is it is it he wants different to... in any way, mm-hmm. or did, was there some stuff that's reinforced? Um, I I think my main takeaway here is how badly he wants to win, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's one of those things that I think kind of exudes from him and his answers and. Just the idea of flat out, did you feel pressure to win the Stanley Cup? Yes, I did. And I'll tell you, that's why I wanted to come here. That, to me, is Bruce Cassidy. That's the takeaway that I'm coming away with from, is that not only does he believe the Golden Knights have the team to do it, he wants to be a part of it. He simply wants to do what he can to put his name on the Stanley Cup. And I think that, you know, to a degree, every coach wants that. You know that on a base level, every single person that's involved in the NHL, be it a coach, be it a player, be it management, organizationally, whatever, everyone wants to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. But to be as, as bold as to go out there and just say flat out, like I'm seeking out or I will seek out an opportunity that has that pressure, I welcome that pressure because I am going to thrive in that, that's a different and, and special kind of person. Uh, yeah, it's everybody wants to win. Everybody would like to win. But one of the things that I've loved about being around this organization is very publicly 
stating those facts. And they're not, yeah. they don't tiptoe around, uh, we'd like to compete, uh, we'd like to go as far as we can. It is all in to win the Stanley Cup. And uh, that's something that, uh, that we heard from, from Bruce today is, is he has embraced that and he might be uh, on the same level or, or higher than, than anybody that I've talked to here as far as being public with that. Which is sounds like a perfect marriage. Like yesterday, I, I talked to you about the coach that I spoke with uh, about mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy and uh, just some some background information on him as a bench boss, him uh, how he runs his team and uh, and his his approach. And the thing that would that stuck with me was he is hungry to win. Yeah. And yeah. I think you heard that really come through in that discussion today. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it kind of goes in lockstep with what, you know, what my takeaway was yeah. is that, you know, just being successful, just having good numbers in the regular season, winning a lot of games, the Jack Adams award, all that stuff, it, it's secondary to the main goal and the main objective. And, and until that is is met, everything else is kind of on the periphery, on the outside. And I think that you got a real, real quick and, and, and simple glimpse into what it is that fuels Bruce Cassidy, and that's winning Stanley Cups. Uh, I like the uh, where's your trophy uh, question uh, because <laughs> I asked it of Rod Brindamore uh, in the last couple of years, and he had no idea yeah. where his Jack Adams award was. <laughs> it, it was put away because he thought he was going to have to move, and, and everything yeah. was, was packed up or he had just moved uh, something to that effect, and he had yeah. no idea. So, uh, Bruce, uh, uh, good on you for knowing the exact location uh, of that hardware, and uh, and hopefully he can get some downtime and uh, and really settle in. He this By making this decision now, uh, it allows a lot more runway uh, when you've got a couple of kids and you're moving across the country. He's never he's never lived on on this side. He's always mm-hmm. been an east east coaster, eastern time zone. Uh, so that that is uh, something different uh, as somebody that uh, can speak from experience on that. And uh, and it's it's a good week, including. Uh, did you hear about this? Uh, what's going on tomorrow? I don't, I don't know whether you, this crossed your your desk or your email but the vgk foundation mm. uh, vgk alumni association and smith's food and drug stores mm. they're yep. they're going to give away 50 dollars of gasoline to the first 800 vehicles that arrive tomorrow uh that this gas is on everybody's uh front and center consciousness right mm-hmm. now so uh yep. it's going to be it's going to be awesome and uh, the price of gasoline at exclusive smith stores will also be lowered by 20 cents so the 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 $50 in free gas to 800 uh customers uh will be uh tomorrow uh, looking forward uh, to to that as uh we walk through it at 971 Zero West Sky Canyon. So 9710 West Sky Canyon Park Drive in Las Vegas. That's where $40,000 in free gas will be given away tomorrow. Uh, $50 to 800 consumers. And then uh, $0.20 cents a liter discount on uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, that's, that's like, well-timed, isn't it? I'm going to call it the Bruce Cassidy bump. The Bruce Cassidy. There it Butch, is. Butch Cassidy bump. The Butch bump. Can I call it that? Okay, there it is. I don't mind. That's it. good. About oh, and you're allowed to call him Butch, uh, Bruce or Butch. Yeah, yeah. 
he's uh, he's very confident. He's, he's said Butch since he was a he was a young lad. So uh, uh, we're uh, I, I I called him Butch yesterday, uh, and I think mm-hmm. I raised some eyebrows uh, with with that one. But he's he's totally fine with it. So good to go. Making it he happen. He didn't stop you and say no, no, no. That's, no, that's not what it is. No, no, okay. not not about that. Just so no, he's a nice guy. But it's it's day one. <laughs> day one. Uh, look forward. So how about yeah, day inter- one is where you want to stop it. We, we day we one introduce- is where you want to put a stop to that stuff. Well, I haven't bugged him uh, too much just yet. So uh, introduce Bruce Cassidy tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a live stream of that on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, social media channels, and I think we're going to carry it on this station as well. Are we not? Yeah, we so. will. We'll be yeah. on the air tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. covering the entire press conference as well as some reaction after the fact. So uh, tune it here or listen to the Golden Knights social media channels to hear from Bruce Cassidy tomorrow as well as my reactions and Darren's reactions. So here's the uh, here's the setup for tomorrow. 8 a.m. Uh, over on Sky Canyon, mm-hmm. uh, you get uh, a chance to get $50 worth of free gas in your vehicle. Uh, that starts at 8 a.m. at uh, Smith's. And then the uh, big uh, introduction of Bruce Cassidy at 10 o'clock with General mm-hmm. Manager Kelly McCrimmon. And then uh, Thursday and Friday, uh, 20 cents off a liter at uh, Select Smith locations. That's a heck of a way to go into to summer, which uh, actually starts next week uh, with Solstice. So we're going to take a break. Uh, when we continue, a uh, couple of uh, little anecdotes uh, from the Bruce Cassidy meeting today and we'll also get you set for game one of the Stanley Cup final and news and notes from around the National Hockey League with one-timers. This is the BGK Insider Show leading the way with news around your Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Is there a reason why you're playing this? Is there a reason why you're playing that? Yes, it's a it's a belated birthday Seriously? birthday gift for Ryan because I could not play it yesterday. So why? Well, because we didn't have a spot for me to play it. You weren't organized. No, I where, was, but where were you? Yeah, Darren. Yesterday. Yesterday was his birthday. I know, but why didn't literally you literally talk about? Because we because didn't have. He didn't have, uh, he didn't have a, a an opportunity to play rejoin music because all of our rejoins yesterday were sponsored. Yes. Oh, yes. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yes. See, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's sponsored. What's not. Where have you been just, for the last just, nineteen months? I just. I just talk <laughs> when, when when time comes up. Uh, they say go. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you have like a favorite? old man yelling at Ninja Turtles? What is going on? <laughs> Do you have a favorite Ninja Turtle? So mean. Mutant Me? Turtle? Yeah. Wait, the whole, what? I, do you, okay. Um, yes, I do have question. a favorite teenage. No, I know. I do have a favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. It's the best Ninja Turtle, and it's not even particularly close. It's Leonardo. Ah. Uh, I have no idea who they are. Uh, <laughs> I just I just know that they do really, really cool things, and uh, and they save the world over and over and over. But uh, mm-hmm. but beyond that, I, I really don't understand uh, uh, anything about turtle. We we found a turtle the other day, but uh, it had escaped from our neighbor's house, and so we returned uh, him. Uh, Rocket was his name. Uh, he went back uh, nice. back home. But uh, but that's about as uh, deeply deep into turtles and and names that I can uh, really 
latch on to right now. I'm more focused on the Stanley Cup final, and I'm really excited about, about hockey after talking to Bruce Cassidy today and hearing his passion and uh, and his intensity uh, over wanting to uh, put his name on the Stanley Cup and taking over the Vegas Golden Knights. My, my worlds have collided here from uh, what's on the ice currently and what's coming up uh, next fall to the arrival of Bruce today. And I wish I wish the season was starting right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been an unusually long off season for us as, as we've navigated this time, this period where uh, you get the most exciting Golden Knights hockey of the year to not having it. But now that there is that bench boss, now that we have an idea of what the Golden Knights are going to be moving toward next season, it, it really does in, underpin how important it is and how much uh, people should be looking forward to next season and it's unfortunate that it's going to be a little while before we actually get there can't wait to have our buddy darren pang back on the program uh at uh the next uh, opportunity because darren pang is uh, was a goaltender uh of uh, some significance and was the goaltender that helped bruce cassidy to a Memorial Cup Junior Championship with the Ottawa 67s uh, in the mid-'80s. And I bet you Pangers got some great stories about the new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. And that team, one of the great things, is Pangers sent me a, a text yesterday with the front page of the Ottawa Sun uh, from that championship uh, team uh, holding the Memorial Cup. And I don't know whether you guys know about the Ottawa 67 sweaters, but they're like barber mm. pools. Like, they're really mm-hmm. cool, funky uh, hockey like sweaters. Yeah. Uh, but the neat thing about Bruce Cassidy's championship team, uh, and remember, he was a first-round pick of the, uh, of the Chicago Blackhawks uh, off that group. Uh, Bruce and his teammates, that was the Cooperall generation. So they're they're skating around. So I I, I didn't think I'd bring. It. I just wanted to save that one uh, for a later date uh, yeah. in in crossing paths yeah. uh, with them. But uh, with the with the cool sweaters and then the Cooperalls and the Stanley Cup uh, or the Memorial Cup uh, over his head, uh, wetting his appetite. And uh, and then he ran into mm. some knee trouble uh, over the years. But uh, he's seen a bunch of the world. Uh, the guy, the guy played uh, in the uh, in the minors, then played uh, a handful of games with the Chicago Blackhawks, and went overseas. Played three years in Italy, uh, and then uh, came back. And the cool thing about him, uh, I don't know that I told you this guys this yesterday, but he came back and he played for the Indianapolis Ikes of the IHL, hmm. and that was a team that was connected with the Chicago Blackhawks, and. His career came to a close, and I don't know whether his career came to a close because he stopped, wanted to stop playing uh, or had to stop playing because, again, he had the uh, the knee issues, or because the coaching thing came up. Because Bruce Cassidy is one of the few people that stopped playing in one year and started coaching in the same season. But the cool thing, mm-hmm. he's, he did it in different leagues. Different levels. Stopped playing in the IHL with Indianapolis and then started coaching a couple of days later in the ECHL, which then was the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, that That's mm-hmm. fascinating 
to me that you make that sudden transition and uh, I can't wait to talk about him uh, with that uh, as as we get to know him a, a little bit better and that started the coaching journey that has taken him all the way to to Vegas so how, how do you go from uh, the East Coast Hockey League days after your playing days did he ever think he'd be in Vegas probably not considering it would be uh, yeah. another 30 years before uh, we got a we got a team here, but uh, you, you stick with it long enough, you're going to see a little bit of everything, which I think he's seen a lot of uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know it's funny because the the idea that Bruce would be able to go from playing and and in just you know days weeks whatever it was right into the next thing in hockey, the next job that he was going to have coaching, it, it kind of tracks right for. The answer to your question of, you know, did, did you know you wanted to jump right back into it? Uh, yeah, immediately. Let's go. I, I want to go, 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 go. Like it, it kind of tracks for where he is right now and that, you know, whatever whatever decisions made were in, in order to stop playing, uh, it, it wasn't long before Bruce was into the next chapter and doing it to the best of his ability. Do you think our people are born coaches or is in a passion that is developed along the way. It's it's sort of the chicken or the egg question. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some people who are destined to be great coaches uh, and others who will never, ever come close to running a team uh, where they have no interest. <laughs> but th- that, that group in the middle, how big is that, that group? Yeah, I don't know. I I think that there are certain attributes you have to have to be a successful coach. I think that there are are some people that are kind of pre predestined to have those attributes. Communication is going to be key. The ability to relate topics to people in the way that they need them to be related to. Um, you can have the greatest mind in the world. But if you can't bring a topic down or you can't bring an idea down to its basic structure for someone to understand at whatever level of development they are, you're going to struggle at having that land. So there's there's a huge co- communication aspect of it. There's an understanding of how to relate to people. And then there's, there's just the mind for it, right? When it comes to hockey, you have to have a mind that kind of gets you over like a... a, a tactical advantage over the next guy i don't know that that it's something you pick up along the way i don't i don't think that it is i think that you have a pretty good idea that you are the type of person that can become a coach and it it, maybe maybe they are maybe good coaches great coaches are born as good coaches and great coaches it just takes some time for them to kind of get to that point where that's what they're destined to do because leadership, I think, is something that, that can grow into uh, an athlete mm-hmm. and and help you uh, along and and encourage uh, the the person to step out of uh, their their comfort zone and become that person that guides the rest of the group along, uh, business or, or athletics. But but coaching is 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 a, a topic that uh, the more I look at it, the more I think. Boy, these people are are born into it. Not often mm-hmm. do you see somebody and go, "I never saw that person become a head coach." Now it it happens. Like <laughs> Travis Green, 
as a player, mm-hmm. I never, yeah. ever predicted Travis Green would be a head coach. And it would be a pretty good one, and and still is, and mm-hmm. we'll see where, where, he, where he ends up. Uh, Rod Brindamore, no doubter. Yeah. Going to yep. be going to be yep. a, a, a a great head coach leader, uh, that kind of thing. But then you've got like a Mark Messier, arguably the greatest leader in in pro sports or professional hockey. He doesn't coach. Doesn't go mm-hmm. anywhere near it. So that yeah, that's that's the 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 strange part about uh, trying to find uh, the 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 person that that can run your run your bench. Yeah, and, and I th- I think that it doesn't always have to be or, or usually isn't the, the best at something, right? Because I think that kind of speaks to my relatability is that if, if you – if what comes naturally to you is out of reach for 80% of the population because you were elite pinnacle, best at your position, best at your sport, best at your business, whatever, it becomes really difficult to kind of relate the topics that you need – to, to be successful to people that just don't have that innate ability that you do. And, and then you get to, to Gretzky. He coached for a little bit. Yeah. I don't think he really liked mm-hmm. it. I think he <laughs> thought it was cool. <laughs> but I don't know how much he really oh, liked it. he didn't like it. losing. No, no. He, he didn't he, like he, losing. Ex- exactly. But great players, do they mm-hmm. often become longtime hockey coaches? Now I'm just looking at hockey because we've seen uh, some some pretty good uh, Hall of Fame players in the NBA become some pretty good basketball uh, coaches. Uh, but I'm just I'm I'm just t- talking about hockey where it just seems there it, it's a little a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think. It doesn't always have to be the best player. It usually isn't the best player at, at their position or whatever the case. I think that, um, you know, there are some people that have all the tools they need to be great coaches. And it's it's a lot about the the skill. It's a lot about, you know, different aspects. But to me, like, I, I think that you're, you're on to something in that I, I think – Great coaches might be born great coaches. It just yeah. takes a while to get that out of them. Like Shane Knighty is a leader. Mm-hmm. Not, no yeah. doubt about it. That within our group, uh, uh, Vegas Golden Knight broadcasters and different people yeah. that I that I see uh, him around with with other players. He just commands that. I'm uh, a putz. Uh, I'm always trying to stir the pot. I'm trying to be a goofball. Uh, that's that's why I, I I I'm not a, a, a captain of the group. I enjoy my role immensely, but I'm not going to be the captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chapman, like, could Chapman be a, a coach? No, or, or a born leader? No, not a chance. No, no. I'm yeah. a terrible communicator. First of all, well, yeah, exactly. That's true. We exhibit the text earlier that that you sent. <laughs> <laughs> about the the echo like that that was poor communication yes. and then you said that you're not very good with uh, technology and you're the operator of the show no no i said so, the technical aspect yep, i'm yeah. okay with technology so there, there's there's that part where <laughs> chapman and i are different but the thing that we do have in common we're not leading we're we're not we're we're having some fun or distracting everybody else uh wallace mm-hmm, you're, you're mm-hmm. by by uh just being left over, you're our leader. Yeah, I hope you're okay with that. 
I mean, I'm the I'm the best suited for the job, so it makes sense. You're kind of the only one suited here, for the job. Here, aren't I? That's the scary yeah. part. You're the only one. Thank mm-hmm. goodness you got a head on your shoulders, uh, and we appreciate that. Uh, I've got a reason why Boston's not very happy with Vegas. I'll tell you all about that as we continue. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. All right. I said I wished the season would start today. Well, it sort of is this weekend. Uh, Three ice, that new competition, uh, three-on-three hockey, six teams, six skaters, one goalie there in Las Vegas this weekend over at the Orleans Arena. And Vegas fans of hockey, we've got a couple of sets of tickets to give away. So be caller number four right now, and we'll give away the first set of tickets. Then we've got another set of tickets in hour number two. 702-876-1340. Caller number four. We will send you two, three, ice, the big extravaganza they're going to play all over north america and then have the big championship tournament uh later on hour number two the vgk insider show previewing the stanley cup final next on fox sports las vegas